You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Bird 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50 plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! It is a football Friday here on Birds 365. Even though it's not leading into a football Sunday, at least for the Philadelphia Eagles, because they don't play till Monday night. Good morning, Birds fans. You got Mac and Mac here with you for the next two hours. Hey, if you're part of the Eagle overreaction crowd that's ready <laughs> to jump off the Walt Whitman Bridge or call Nick Sirianni a fraud or contemplate. He's a fraud. He's a fraud, Jody contemplate whether the Eagles should still be in evaluative mode for their quarterback going forward for the future. I did get that call on Monday. Made me laugh. Um, It could be worse. You could be a Los Angeles Charger fan. How ugly was that, Johnny Mac? Did you watch any? Did you stream into Amazon? You know, know, my, my wife turned it into overdrive and had me doing like 60 things as the game was uh, about to start. 
And I kid you not, Jody, I finally finished all this nonsense and I go to check the score of the game real quick. And at that point, I believe it was 28 to nothing. So early, in, in, early, in a, not, yes. not 28, nothing late, 28, yeah. nothing early. Oh, very early. And I, so then I had to thank her and say, oh, I'm not, I don't have to turn on this game at all. Uh, yeah, I did not watch one second. Uh, I planned to, and I turned it on. Uh, I, like I said, I checked the score. was about to turn it on, and it was 28 nothing. I said, all right, all right no, not going to worry with that one. Uh, and, I, and I, let me fill you in on some of the details, because um, I watch every Thursday night game because I do a hit on Twitter spaces for uh, bestodds.com to uh, give players – uh, something to look at for the second half. We come out at halftime and think about, play. are you ready for this? I hit last night giving the Raiders and 41 and a half points away. Uh, the halftime spread, the Raiders were up 42 to nothing. The halftime spread was the Raiders minus 41 and a half. So they actually believed the Chargers were going to get the better of the second half. Those lucky Chargers, yeah. I have no idea. I've never made a bet where I've given 41 and a half points at halftime. But I did last night and won with the Raiders. By the way, the Chargers got the last. What's what's so amazing about it is that's a Raiders team that got shut out four days ago. Shut out in the modern NFL. Completely shut out. I, 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 you know, if they're, I, I, I'll say it again. I, I say it all the time. I, I don't think you accomplish much by firing a coach in season. Certainly, in week fifteen, what the hell are you going to accomplish? But I mean, I, I don't know how you move forward with Brandon Staley after that performance. This guy's a defensive mind, Jody. I'll put that in quotation. Right. They've never. I, I, their their defense in his era have been atrocious. They've been bottom five every year, every year, every single year, yeah. and that's your expertise, right? So right. you know there are other teams that struggle because we bring up Sean Desai. There are other teams that struggle. Now the Eagles shouldn't be struggling to to that to the level they are. I think we can all agree. But boy, I I don't know how you go from being shut out. To, to put in a 60 spot. And there's a couple of defensive. There was a defensive touchdown, right? right? At least in one. In defense of Brandon Staley's defense, they didn't give up all the points. The Raiders yeah. were on defense, too. Yeah. It was ugly. And, oh, by the way, what people will now forget, uh, this was supposed to be a matchup between Brandon Staley and Josh McDaniels. But the Raiders had already spit yeah, Josh already McDaniels fired, earlier man. in the year. Well, and then people say, oh, they're better. No, they're not. No, they're not. But, you know, that's the well, NFL. It's I hope Antonio week. Pierce gets a chance to keep that job. They should have kept Rich Passaccia and not hired Josh McDaniels when he stepped in that's as an interim point. and got him into the playoffs. So I'm hoping Pierce uh, gets to keep that gig. And what do Josh McDaniels and Brandon Staley have in common, John McMullen? They're both JG guys. JG uh, guys? No. Jonathan Gannon. That's oh, his really? best friend. Uh, Brandon Staley's his best friend dating back to Cleveland, uh, growing up in Cleveland. Um, and Josh McDaniels was the guy who the Eagles were thinking about hiring that was going to hire Jonathan Gannon. And they fell so much in love with Jonathan Gannon. Um, 
Did they he not? Must... Uh, did they not like Gannon before McDaniel? Did McDaniel was he the guy who sold him on Jonathan Gannon? He was the guy where they were moving forward, and and Josh is a uh, Josh was going to bring Gannon, um, and they kind of fell in love. So it, yeah, they that's well. If Josh McDaniels did the Eagles one solid for two years, then I guess we'll take that. Oh, by the way, you were there. You were a beat guy. You know that the Eagles had both Brandon Stanley and, and Josh McDaniels on their wish list above. Nick. Oh yeah. That too. Yeah. They, they certainly, Josh was very close to getting the job. Uh, and you can thank Jeffrey Laurie for that. Um, who kind of, you know, took a step back and said, eh, you know, Howie and Josh can say whatever they want today, but eventually he thought they would butt heads. And I think, you can never prove that, but I think that's a very wise decision. Um, and yeah, Brandon Staley didn't even interview with them. They wanted to interview, but he turned them down. Right. Um, he turned them down. He turned the Eagles down. Just now, take, take a step back and think about that three plus. The Brandon Staley turned the Eagles down. Yeah. Now, remember, Jody, at the time, he, he pretty much already had the Chargers job. So he knew he was getting the Chargers job. Um, and the Eagles were late because Jeffrey took all that time to make his decision on Doug Peterson. So right. they, they really wanted to, um, interview Staley, Arthur Smith, Robert Salad were the three hottest candidates. They, the, the Mugatu candidates, I'd like to say, if you're a Zoolander fan, if you're not, you're not going to get that reference, but, um, so they were the hot candidates that everybody wanted to interview. And Salah actually interviewed with the Eagles, but he had already, that was more like a, I'll do you a solid, because he was already firmly placed with the Jets. Yeah, you never and know I, when you're going to need another job, so you don't want to just go, yeah. yeah, I don't need your interview. Oh, I'll go down. I'm probably not going to yeah. take your job, but I'll do the right thing and shake your hand and yeah. have a free meal on you. Salah's exactly. no joke. And Arthur Smith as well. And and let's be honest, none of them have been successful. There's varying levels of degrees, but uh, yeah, that's also a, a, a cautionary tale about the hot candidates. Don't uh, don't get too caught up in that as well. But, Agreed. Uh, All right. So the Eagles and the Seahawks Monday night, and to prep for it, John McMullen, the Eagles put the pads on yesterday. And when yeah, I read that, that yesterday, I got to be honest, I did a little fist bump because, you know, I've been. I knew this. you would. I said Jody's going to take a victory lap. Yeah, a little bit bump. here. Um, the, the, and and again, with the qualifier of the NFL only allows you to practice so much. A lot of it has been given away in collective bargaining agreements. They can't go back to two a days like Dick Vermeil did 40 years ago and not asking for that. I'm just saying that the Eagles, of the time they're allowed, that has been collectively bargained, that every other team follows the rules that are in place in the NFL, they're still one of the lighter practicing teams. They do less. They believe less is more. And I appreciate the fact that they realize we played two stinkers in a row. And, and something needs to change. If we play like we did against Dallas and San Francisco, we go out in Seattle and we'll lose again. We need to be better. Well, practice makes perfect. And the limited practice that it was, it was more than the Eagles were going to do via a walkthrough. I I applaud Nick Sirianni at all.
for at least acknowledging, yeah, we got to switch it up a little bit here. We got to do something different to try and change the results of what we've had the last two weeks. Yeah, well, uh, there, there's no question about it. I would say, though, it's more about the messaging and the actual practicing for this reason. Um, well, number one, let's explain the landscape to people to say, see why this is a big deal. But you, you get a total of 14 padded practices during the regular season. You talked about the, the CBA. That's it, 14. Um, 11 of those 14 have to take place in the first 11 weeks of the season. So basically you get one practice a week if you want to use it with pads. Uh, and then as the season wears on, guys are banged up, you know, they fall to get it scaled back. So from that, from, from, from that week 11 forward and the Eagles hope to go to the Super Bowl. So that's a pretty long stretch of time. You got three. You got three times you can put it on. Are, are um, you sure? Does that include postseason? There isn't a restart of the clock? Yeah, there might be. That's a good point. But if it is, it's very limited. Um, uh, so we'll say, all right, till week 18. I'll double right. check on that. I'll double right. check on that. Yeah, I don't but, know either. I'm just saying it would make sense that if you continue to play, play past week 17, they should throw you at least one or they two. They might, and, and I'll double check on that. But it, it, it's... You know, from that point forward, so week 18, you got three. So uh, you got to use them very judiciously. Right. And I think it was, uh, you know, more of, and he did it on purpose. The guys showed up thinking they were going through a walkthrough. Like he didn't announce it the day before. They showed up. Everybody showed up. And he's like, now we're putting on the pads. And we talked to Dallas uh, Goddard and Brandon Graham, and Dallas was very honest. And he said it's about technique and fundamentals for the younger players. And I think, and Nick talked about it a little bit, I think it was more about messaging to the point, all right, we're going to do things this way, but if you want to do things this way, you gotta you got to bear down in the other stuff, the stuff you know, the walkthroughs, the meetings, all that kind of stuff that we don't get to see. And I don't think he's happy with the attention to detail in those aspects. So he threw this curveball at them, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. But, you know, they practice for 50 minutes. So that's where I said, oh, you know, is that going to turn your whole life around practicing for 50 minutes? Maybe it will. But uh, I, I don't, I don't. I don't think it will. I think they, it was more if about they had the walked through John. How long do you think they would have been out there? Probably longer, to be honest. Uh, that's that's what I'm saying. This was a, a and it was made very clear, and we can tell because it was like a Friday practice on a typical Sunday week, which is again 50 minutes. Uh, we only get in there to watch stretching. We can't even watch individual drills because it's so short. Um, so it was the exact same as a Friday practice. And that's why I say um, it was more about the messaging and, the, and a wake-up call, particularly for the younger players. And I thought, you know, that's a positive sign that they admitted that, you know, because I've been talking about it. So these younger players, they need to step up. They need to play. This happens all over the league, Jody. It's not just Philadelphia. When when 
players go down, you have to play young players and, and you got to persevere. Does it, is it going to be as good as having Avante Maddox out there? Uh, probably not, but you got to persevere and they've done a very poor job of that. So I, I like the messaging. Um, I don't know how much 50 minutes and pads is going to help you. It can't hurt. Uh, but I think it was more about the messaging is what I'm trying to say. I'll take both. I want both. The Eagles need both, as a matter of fact. A little kick in the pants uh, psychologically and put a little work in. Not a bad thing either way. Good on Sirianni for doing just that. And the injury report wasn't a estimation. It was an actual injury report because they actually practiced. Not bad. Slay still out. Uh, they didn't list it as rest, but uh, I got to believe that was part of the line of logic as to why he didn't practice. Jurgens who got hurt, no great surprise there. But Reed Blankenship, actual limited participant. So he's in the concussion protocol, but I got to believe if he's a limited participant on Thursday for a Monday night game, he should be good to go by Monday night. Agree? Yeah, I, 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 I've done predicting concussions. I, I mean, those are so out of the realm, and you got to pass independent tests, and it doesn't. So, you know, people try to put two and two together with teams, and this team is more cautious, and this team, it's basically an independent neurologist, which is the final uh, test. So. It's kind of, it's impossible to judge. It, for, for a long time, there was that streak, probably first eight weeks or so, where nobody passed in the first week coming in that was in the protocol. And then a couple guys started to pass, and there was a quarterback. I forget who the quarterback was. And you start to say, well, are they making it easier for the quarterback? To, I, I don't know. That, that it's so, they're not allowed to talk about it. Um, I, it's, very pinky science, to be honest. Uh, uh, it's very early. Nobody knows anything. Um, but then, and that's why I say, who knows? But it's not a bad sign that he's at least limited and progressing through. But if he doesn't pass that final test, can't play. So I, I, I'm, it's very difficult to predict how people will get through the concussion protocol. Um, so it's a good sign, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't spike the football yet on gotcha. Reed. And uh, the other guys, I think Slay is more about managing him to get him to the game. We saw that last week. Jurgens, I'm a little concerned about with a pack. Hopefully it's, I don't think it's a pec tear. We would have heard it by now. It's more likely a pec strain, but that could be a, a, a multi-week injury if that's the case. And, um, yeah, Zach Cunningham. Yeah, um, see, that's what I wanted to get to. That makes me nervous. And it's just, you, you, every once in a while, you got to hit the rewind button. Zach Cunningham wasn't a Philadelphia Eagle until camp started. And if he's out for the game, like the Eagles are screwed. It's unbelievable the importance that Zach Cunningham now has on this team, but he does. And I'll tell you that I would not be surprised if part of the decision, the decision was made because they needed to do it. But if an ancillary benefit was Shaq Leonard gets a padded practice, that's another plus for me yesterday. Because Shaq Leonard hadn't done all that much in an Eagle uniform. And if Zach Cunningham's out on, on Monday night, guess what? Shaq Leonard's going to have to have a big game for the Philadelphia Eagles and get him out there with his teammates communicating. It's a good thing. 
and good on Sirianni for doing it. Is Shaq Leonard going to be that much better? I was wrong last week. I thought the Eagles were going to throw him into the deep end of the pool. I said with uh, my buddy Glenn Mack now Sunday morning on uh, WIP, I expect him to play about 50% of the snaps, not really even close, which means he wasn't ready or they still got faith in Cunningham and Morrow. And the week, after the week before, kind of tough to have with Morrow getting eaten up the way he was by the 49ers. What, what kind of a level of player are you expecting from Shaq Leonard this week? Not, 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 not much. Um, that's uh, not good, Johnny Mac. I, I, it's not. Well, I, I mean, if you look at the way he was playing in Indianapolis, he wasn't playing great. Um, the the key is, is he better than Nick Morrow? That's what I said from the start. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I don't even know if that's the question because then you got to move Zach Cunningham to middle linebacker, and I don't know if they want to do that. And then you have the um, sort of uh, redundancy of Zach Cunningham and Shaq Leonard. So depends how comfortable they are with Zach take, taking over the middle of the defense. I thought I, – I, I've said it pretty consistently – Take out the San Francisco game, which I know is very difficult. Um, Nick Morris had a pretty good season. I, I, you know, he had a bad game. I don't think you just immediately say, "All right, this guy stinks." Um, I'm not. I'm not sure he's better than Nick Morrow uh, when you consider the moving parts that I just said. Because now you got to take Zach out of what he does well if he's healthy. Um, and move him to middle linebacker because Shaq can't play middle linebacker and put Shaq in. I don't know if you get better. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. Either way, it's probably not great. I would say that. But, yeah, I think they've taken it too far with these in-season additions at times, and this is one of them. I don't I don't see necessarily the great fit here. Um, now, if Zach can't play, it's more helpful. You just plug him in. And he's better than Christian Ellis, what you had. So from that standpoint, from a depth standpoint, I think it's better. Uh, apparently you liked the game that Nick Moore had last week against the Cowboys. I didn't. It not it as bad okay. as before against the 49ers. I don't. It was okay. I don't think he was terrible. Um, yeah. I'm not trying to say he's a great player. I'm saying – I don't think he's the biggest problem they have on defense, uh, except that 49er game. He wasn't He wasn't good, let's be honest. I, I think he's put back-to-back bad games together. That's why I'm hoping that Jack Leonard can step up and give them uh, some things, a little something, little something more than he did last week. All right, he's McMullen. I'm McDonald. That makes this the back-to-back Birds 365 show. We will add a third voice. It is a Hawaiian shirt-clad voice. It is an educated voice. We love bringing him on every single Friday. If you don't read his stat pack on jacobsports.com, you are missing out. He'll give us some insights, tease it up a little bit for us. Paul Domwich, longtime Eagle reporter, joins us next here on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. 
With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. You got Mac and Mac here with you on Birds 365. McMullen and McDonald, we are joined by the well-clad Paul Domwich. How many of those shirts you got? Oh, oh endless amounts. Endless? endless. Like, like me and Zubaz back in the 90s <clears throat> had like 18 pair. You got 18 of those fancy shirts? There you go. Well, maybe not quite 18. Okay. Uh, well, appreciate I was going to go over on 18. Over 18? He was going to give me the over under. I was going to go. I'm going to go over for Andy. He's got over 18. I guarantee Indeed. you that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think Andy has to pay for him. Damo does. And the, here's, here's how you answer the over under. Do you have a walk in closet? My wife does. I do not. You do not. So, he, so he's got to be under 18 because he's got to have a little space for pants. That's if he doesn't true. have a walk in closet, right. that would All be right. obnoxious to have more than 18. Of those shirts. All right. Uh, off on a tangent. Uh, Damo, here's the best stat that I saw in your stat pack. I wrote down this morning after reading it thoroughly. The Eagles gave up five, count them, five plays of 25 yards or more to the Cowboys last week. The week before, I didn't look it up, but I can remember off the top of my head, at least three for the 49ers, 25 yards plus. That's eight 25 yards or more plays in the last two weeks. 
isn't the whole philosophy of the Fangio defense, don't give up the chunk plays? Let them throw it underneath. We'll come up with tackle. You might beat us by a thousand paper cuts, but damn it, you're not getting the ball down the field against us. What the hell is wrong with Eagles defense? Well, from you know, for much of the season, they were leading the league in, in most 15 yards or more completions given up, which was bad enough. But uh, they've expanded that now, and they're giving, as you mentioned, they're giving up the, the really deep ones. Uh, you know, and most of them aren't over their heads. I mean, these are guys that are, are beating yeah, they can't tackle. Catch, right. So that yeah. that's kind of. Uh, I mean, the tackling's been poor. Uh, it's probably the biggest difference. Uh, they just aren't tackling very well the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, and you go back to Debo, obviously, you know, getting the ball near the line of scrimmage, and all of a sudden that turns into an explosive play. But either way, they're not playing well. Um, I think there's no question about that. So you got to sort of look around for the reasons. I, I talk about regression to the mean a lot, Damo. Uh, 70 sacks last season. I said, didn't matter. You can have all five starters back, JG back. They weren't getting 70 sacks again. There was going to be a certain regression to the mean. On the other hand, there should be a move back to the mean at times. And that's how I feel with this third down defense. I said, but I say it every week. Well, it's got to get better. It's got to get better. It's got to get better. And it's not getting better. <laughs> um, I, I, It's amazing to me how consistently bad this team has been on third downs. And I don't know who to blame at this point. Uh, I really don't. I mean, I, 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 I need your help. Who's to blame? <laughs> yeah, I mean, over the last six games, they've uh, teams have, have their su- opponent's success rate is like over fifty percent. Um, you know, they're, you know, the, the typical reasoning with third downs, the, you know, that a coach tells his players is we got to stay out, keep them out of third and manageable, yeah. and third and short. Get them in third and longs, and you know we got it made. You know we just we just tee yeah. off on. It. Yeah. Well, you know they're getting teams in third and long, and, and it ain't working because a they're not getting there, and and b even when the ball gets out quickly, uh, they're getting big chunk plays on third and longs. So, you know it's just it's a combination of everything. Uh, it's a combination of the pass rush. It's a combination of the coverage. It's it's not good, guys. Uh, and I don't know if it's going to get any better. Damo, uh, I'm sure you caught the quote from Josh Sweat after the game down in Dallas, which I thought was very intriguing. We talked a little bit about it yesterday. <clears throat> that we're not used to not helping each other. That he was kind of pointing a finger at everybody. Not necessarily relieving himself, trying to dodge it, but let's let's look at everybody here because we're not used to not helping each other does that mean somebody is off the reservation in their lanes and or they're not keeping their responsibilities? He was blaming the defensive line seemed like as a whole, and maybe I shouldn't even limit it to the defensive line, the whole defense for their inability to get sacks. What did you yeah. make of Josh Sweat's quote after the game? Yeah, I mean, I think he was talking about the whole line, Jody. I mean, if you know, if you watch the tape, Everybody's been guilty of, of not being disciplined in their pass rush and leaving holes for people like Dak uh, to, to extend plays, get out and, and, and run for a first down on third and long. You know, I mean, I've seen everybody from from Brandon Graham to uh, the tackles to I mean, it, you know, 
the, a, a lot of times you're seeing the, you know, Reddick gets sucked in and then they go get outside. Uh, same thing with the tackles inside. It's, so, I mean, I think it's a group effort here. Uh, they just need to be more disciplined with their rush. And uh, so far they haven't been, I mean, you know, I, I think, I think part of it say, uh, you know, when you're not getting the sack, you kind of get a little bit desperate. Uh, you ignore discipline and, and just want to get to the quarterback and, you know, quarterbacks are taking advantage of that. Yeah. Discipline on the pass rush has been a big thing since the days of Jim Schwartz here. They've tried to focus on that and they've yeah. generally been very, very good at it. But yeah, at times when you see guys freelancing, it could be uh could turn in a negative direction pretty quickly. Um, you know, when you walk in the Novacare Complex uh, Auditorium, Damo, they have the big banner up uh, about turnovers, both ball security and takeaways. And mm -hmm. uh, nobody's looking at it, evidently, uh, because uh, they don't do a good job in that. And that's one of the big differences between this year's team and last year's team. And even last year, they started out so hot. It started to, as we said, regress back to the mean. This year, they're they're negative territory, obviously. They have just seven takeaways in the last 10 games. Uh, we know the fumbles, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. Um, Nick did you bring the new ball security drill in yesterday, trying to get the big stick with the boxing glove in there as guys go to the ground. So they're trying some different things, but is it just a, it's not just a randomness. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys have been consistently good, especially at the, in the defensive backfield with Al Harris, our, our old buddy. Um, they take the football away. Um, yeah. The Eagles, when CJ was here, took the football away. So it's just a matter of not having that kind of playmaker. Well, I mean, last week I think was a classic way to attack this uh, this team. I mean, Dallas Dallas was very physical. I mean, they basically came into the game and said, "We're just going to punch you in the mouth and and be physical with you and intimidate you," and, and it worked. I mean, uh, there were times Devontae Smith and AJ Brown looked like they were shell shocked. Uh, not just yeah, I, I did see that with Devontae. Because he yeah. got hit, he got hit hard early. Yeah, and I mean, they they took every opportunity to nail these guys, and it seemed to pay off. Uh, not just with the fumbles, but just with uh, affecting their performance uh, in the game. Now, yeah. if that's the case, when they're sitting down watching the film afterwards, you notice that live during the game on Sunday, they show it to them on Monday, Tuesday. Does that motivate the Bradburys and the Slays of the world? I know Slay is dealing with some uh, physical issues, and I thought he actually played pretty <clears> well <throat> on Sunday. Bradbury hasn't had a really good game in, oh, I don't know, two months. Uh, yeah. But does that, does that like other teams' DBs can hit people, you need to think about hitting somebody too? Bradbury, uh, I mean, he's looked like Asante Samuel this season as far as – I'm going to go in the bleachers when they come my way. Uh, he hasn't really wanted to be physical. I don't think I'm so. You know, You're going to get Asante uh, contacting you, Tom. <laughs> I mean, I love Asante, but he wasn't, you know, tackling wasn't his thing. He he, he was open about that. And we're, I mean, Bradbury doesn't seem to, you know, you're seeing a lot of teams go on the perimeter against them uh, with bubbles and, uh, and, yeah. you know, other, other things. And 
the corners are slow to react, uh, mainly because they're playing so far back because they're they're getting beat in coverage, uh, and that's that's hurting them. Uh, you know, so I don't I don't think that's going to be the solution here to see uh, Slay and uh, Bradbury get physical. Yeah, I don't get the hate with Slay. I really don't. I think he's having a solid season. He got targeted four times against the Cowboys, gave up nothing, yeah. no receptions, uh, no yards, obviously. I think the passer rating was 39.6, which is the worst it can be. Uh, he did have the one penalty, but that was a bad call. That was a yeah. Yeah. Uh, ticky-tack call. So, you know, the guy out there with the trash cans probably should have kept it to one because I think Slay is one of the few players playing pretty well, and he's playing through an injury. But, yeah, he's not – and he got into it with our own set joiner. He's not Domo. I don't know how many good tackling cornerbacks you can come up with over the past <laughs> thirty years. I come up with one, I'll, Antoine Winfield Senior. I'll give you one from Sunday, Gilmore. My, he was laying the wood out there. He's a good tackler. He's well, on the other team. There are levels. I think Gilmore's certainly a better tackler, but I wouldn't call him a great tackler. I'm, I'm being legitimate. Can you come up with a good – I come up with Antoine, Antoine Winfield, yeah. senior. Yeah. That's you it. Know, I look at tackling cornerbacks the same way I, I look at blocking tight ends. Yeah. It's not – It's you know, there's only a very few uh, uh, Kittles and, and, and Goddards in the league. Uh, but – but what you're looking for is somebody that's going to get in the way, you know, exactly. just get, you know, stand there. I made the same comp with tight ends. Yeah. It's like loose slowly with cornerbacks. It's getting away. That's what that's it right. is. Get in the way until the safety's coming and finish the tackle yeah. uh, or the linebackers. So that's, yeah. yeah that's would would much tackling, would, would put these in order for me, tackling uh, corners, uh, run blocking tight ends, pass blocking running backs. A level of importance on those three things. Well, I mean, pass blocking uh, running backs is, is vitally important since you lose your quarterback and you're screwed. So uh, I guess I'd put that at the top of the top of yeah, the heat. You, you just broke Jody's heart. Yeah. But pass, <laughs> let's pick up. Yeah. By, yeah. by far the most important. Yeah. Job. I mean, that's why, Except, you know, that's Except, why. And, and Dom was here for the conversation. So I got to repeat it. John told yeah. me last week that's why Kenny Gainwell had a game where he played more snaps than. Um, no, uh, oh, I said that's Smith. that's part of the reason the Eagles think Kenny Gainwell should be the hurry up back that you that they think he's a better pass protector. Now, part of the reason he got more snaps because of a blowout as well. That's part of the reason. So, when they're always in a high passing mode, Kenny's going to be on the field until they pull the plug on, on Kenny, you know, which you can uh, argue, except that Kenny played 39 snaps and he passed blocked on one of them. So if that's part of the reason why he's played, you'd actually expect them to use him to do that. If that's a strength that the oh my god, we got to get him on the field because he's such a good uh, pass blocker. And then they and use then him if on you're, you're, if you're in a blowout game, you're 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 completely leaving out the context of the game. If you're if you're the team blowing someone out. You don't have to blow. When did the Eagles give up in the game against the 49ers? What, 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 it became a blowout. You're calling it a blowout. What, what was the score? What was the time? Uh, it wasn't a blowout? I, I, I'm, no, I'm just asking, John, uh, for my own knowledge as to when they gave up. and three score, It's three a blowout. Three-score game. They didn't give up. I'm not saying they gave up. I'm saying the game You're saying was they a gave up if they said that they, they've acknowledged that it's a blowout. 
and they uh, are you? I didn't say no, they. I'm no, I, I said uh, it. It I, I'm reading into out. that that uh, <laughs> part of the decision was to protect uh, the Swift. Uh, you're thinking because it was a blowout that they had to keep Gainwell in that they could. Uh, they didn't get it have from to being do anything. To I didn't say when they're playing hurry up, and when it's a three score game, more likely than not they're going to have Kenny in there unless they're giving him a breather. Now, you can argue that's the wrong decision, and, and, and you can make a good argument because I don't think Kenny has played very well this season. But that's their belief. Their belief, he's the better hurry-up, um, two-minute, uh, 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 high leverage. We've been talking about it since training camp. That's what they believe. Now, there's a number of things that factor into that. His, his ability to pass protect is one of them, but it's just one of them. He's the best pass protector they have. And by the way, that's like the tallest short guy at the circus. Right. I mean, yeah, he's not he's not good at it either, but he's just the best they have. Damo, do you agree that he is the best back to have in there when they're in their high leverage, speed, off, call whatever you want, uh, come from well behind, going to throw the football? Is he the best running back on this team to do that? Yes. Better than Swift? Yes. You're with the Eagles on that. I, you know, we've done this before. We've, we, we've done this dance before, Jody. I like Kenny Gainwell a lot more than you do. Yeah, apparently. Uh, and I, I don't, I, I don't think they're using them right this year. They're not using either one of them right in the passing game. They're catching more passes, but for nothing. Uh, and that's, you know, that I blame on Brian Johnson, uh, you know, and I also blame it on uh, Jalen Hurts, who, who seems to like, I mean, everything in the world has to be out of options before he'll throw to those guys uh, on checkdowns. Uh, so, you know, I mean, I, they're averaging, you know, Kenny Gainwell averaged 7.3 yards per catch last year. Uh, Swift averaged 8.1 with Detroit last year. Neither one of them's averaging six this year on uh, yards per catch. You know, that that's not good. That's not right. It needs to be corrected because these guys, you know, you can't do what they did last week. Three guys targeted. I mean, yeah, come on. I, I asked Nick about that. He, he, he's just completely saying it's not a problem. That's got to be a problem. Now, we, we all know he said it 150 times. He said it again. The, the passing offense runs through A.J., Devontae, Dallas guy. We all know that, but yeah. Guess what? Everywhere else it runs through a certain group of players and they manage to get other people involved and eight, nine players get targets. You go through a 60 minute football game and three players get targets. I don't know who to blame again. Who to blame? Is it Brian? Is it Jalen? Is it yeah. is it Nick? Who Who's to blame? I'm going to make it a group effort there because, I mean, if, if it were just Jalen, the coaches would be hammering at him. you got to spread the ball around. You know, I mean, I, I covered Andy for so many years. I covered Doug. All of them, you know, emphasize you got to spread the ball around. You, you throw to three guys. Well, guess what? The defense is going to figure that out real quick, and they're going to focus on those three guys regardless of how good they are and, and slough off the other guys, and that's what's happening. I mean, that's why these guys aren't open as – nearly as much as they were early in the season because it's pretty obvious where Jalen's looking. I mean, you got to you, – if you're the quarterback, if you're the offensive coordinator, you got to force teams to think, you know, I'm going to use my running backs. I'm going to I'm going to throw to my uh, second tight end. Uh, you know, right now it's, it's very predictable. 
It is predictable, and as of right now, or at least one game. And I think they'll spread the ball around more. They have to just uh, by uh, regression to the mean, it's I like to say. Got to get other guys involved. But will it not be all that outrageous because the Eagles choose to run the football, to go more run heavy this week? I know it's a Philadelphia mantra. Mm -hmm. I don't usually subscribe, but I'm subscribing this week. Because this team needs to establish the run again. They need to establish their offensive line, which is supposed to be the strongest offensive line, if not in the league, at least on their team. How about you give them a chance to eat a little bit and you just let them run block? RPOs, I get it. They're not going to go into a traditional run offense. You run it out of the RPOs, and maybe Jalen makes a couple plays with his leg, which also counts as running. Will they go run heavy this week against Seattle? Dama. Whether they will, I don't know. Uh, they need to a little bit more. Uh, I mean, the numbers clear. Yeah, as I pointed out in, in in my column this week, guys. I mean, first half they're just. I mean, that's the the root of their problem. The slow starts, having to play from behind. That's not the way they're built. I mean, they're built to get the lead like last year, and then and then let the you know let the the, the pass rush uh, tee off on quarterbacks. Um, you know, it, their, their ball control uh, in the last six games has just gone right down. I mean, they, they, they've gone from, I think, 70 offensive snaps in their first seven games to 60 in their last uh, six. I mean, you, you run the ball more, that's going to change. A little, you know, I mean, so, I mean, I think they need to run the ball. I think what we saw last week, at least early on, one thing we did see, Jalen must be feeling a little better. He seemed to be a little bit more uh, willing to run, and he was effective with it. Uh, so, I, you know, if he can run, that opens things up for the run game, and maybe they're more willing to do it. But, yeah, you, you can't have your running backs uh, running seven times in the first half. That that does not work. Um, uh, before I get to those starts, because that's what you led with this week, since Jody brought up the uh, running game, I'll bring up uh, the other thing that's close to the heart of Philadelphia Pants, the blitz. I thought it was interesting, Damo, because they blitz more than they have this season against San Francisco. They got killed. They blitz less than they have all yeah. the time this season against Dallas, and they got killed. <laughs> uh, Not good. Uh, and, and by the way, I advocated and I was wrong. I said, if I were Sean coming into this Cowboys game, I'd simplify it. I'd play a bunch of cover too. I'd say, you know, guys are not communicating. You got new guys. Didn't work. Nothing seems to be working. Is it just a personnel issue? Yeah. I mean, that's part of it. I think, uh, you know, uh, I, I agree with you. I think, uh, I mean, it's the, the blitz isn't working. Um, so you might as well, uh, you know, start playing more cover two, play simple. You know, they did simplify things last week at the behest, I think, of the the players who, who went to Desai. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't think this is, you know, they don't have their best their best blitzing linebacker is on IR, Nakobe Dean. Um, oh, by the way, I saw Nakobe yesterday. He's on a rollabout and he's still got a walking boot on, so he's not yeah. coming. Uh, he's not coming back anytime soon. Yeah, I was kind of, you know, that one surprised me when everybody acted like he'd be right back. I mean, I have, I've never heard of a, 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 a least Frank injury where you made a quick return. I mean, they're generally uh, season yeah. enders or quite close to it. So, yeah. So, I mean, getting back to the point, I, I mean, blitzing is, has not been effective. 
I don't see any, you know, I mean, I think they're better off uh, coming up with alternatives. The only way you come back from a Liz Frank quickly is if you hit the ayahuasca hard and go into the darkness, then you got a shot. But other than that, <laughs> you have no chance whatsoever. Um, Damo, you could have knocked me over with a feather yesterday when I read Eagles full padded practice, which is something that I've been calling for and saying they just don't do enough. Even within the restrictions that are in place, they don't do enough. So I was pretty pumped up. Tell me. Tell me there's a, a big part of your column was how badly the Eagles are being outscored in the first half. Last year, dominant first half. Beat the snot out of people. Second quarter, they scored more points than anybody in the NFL by leaps and bounds. This year, basically the exact opposite. You know how you upgrade your potential to score points in the first half? Win the coin toss oh. and take the ball. <laughs> Tell me it's got a chance to happen this week, Damo. Nick Sirianni showed us yesterday, if it's not working, we got to do something to try and fix it. Tell me a partial solution to first half doldrum scoring is to take the ball on the kickoff. You know, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to bite there, Jody. Uh, you know, they they've, they have I mean, until last week when the Cowboys scored they had not allowed any points to an opponent on their first possession in like nine games. So, I mean, the strategy that, you know, to defer and, and let them have the ball has worked. And then you get, it's just that when they do get the ball, uh, <laughs> they're not doing much with it right now. Yeah. Um, uh, so Jody brought it up plus 121. Yeah. First half point differential uh, last season. Um it, and and you brought this up, and and maybe it is. We talked about Sean Desai has to simplify. Maybe it's time for us to simplify. This team is built to play with the lead, and when they don't get the lead, it affects everything. It affects the running game. They don't. They can't run it, and people lose their mind. The pass rush. They don't get home. You think about last year. They're always in the lead. They pin their ears back. They get home. They can't bend their ears back this year. They got it. They got to play from the lead. They're built to play from the lead. Now everybody wants to play from the lead, so that is really simplified. But this team specifically, it affects the whole ecosystem. They yeah. can't run the ball. They can't pass rush the way they want to. If they have a fourteen point lead at halftime, well, they just turn back into the ten and one Eagles. Six straight games they've they've trailed at the half. I mean, last year they've tra they trailed at the half three times, and and they won two of those games. Uh, you know, look at their just look at their sack total from last year: seventy sacks, forty of them were in the second half when they didn't have to respect the run at all. Right? I mean, they just they just you know you, you want to run on us? They would laugh at teams that would try a run. You know, they were just yeah. going after the quarterback. They can't do that this year because they're playing from behind. Uh, they're playing close, uh, you know, it's, I mean, it's, a, it makes a world of difference that, you know, last year, you know, when you've got the lead second half is when you pound the pound, the ball, you run it, yeah. you run it, you, you know, you, you eat the clock. Uh, none of that works this year because of the circumstances of the game with them uh, playing from behind, uh, starting slow. All right. Uh, we talked earlier about uh, big play Slay, who has held up his end of the bargain. John was wondering why uh, people have gotten that Slay's case. Simple. Slay fights back, not not against the opponent on the field. Any critique, a.k.a. Seth Joyner. 
Uh, if you suggest in any way, shape, or form, Slayer's not the greatest of all time, he's going to take the social media and he's going to fire back. So that's why people have a problem with Snake. They're, they're not actually analyzing his play on the field, which has been damn good. No, they're giving him a hard time because he doesn't like anybody to give him a hard time. Um, are they going to use any defense where he specifically is covering Metcalf? Because if not, I'm worried, Damo. Uh Bradbury is not playing well. <laughs> Their other cornerbacks aren't quite up to snuff. You got faith in Bradley Roby, J Mac? I, I, he's better than he's taller than the tallest midget in the circus, as you said earlier. I don't have faith in any corner on the Eagles right now to come close to shutdown other than Slay. Metcalf is the number one guy you got to stop with Seattle, if you ask me. Will they <laughs> use the defense where he is on Metcalf more than usual? I don't think so. I mean, you know, uh, Slay is in problem. Slay's playing okay. Uh, he's not playing well enough to convince me he can he can follow DK Metcalf all over the field. Uh, I mean, I, I granted the options are limited. Bradbury's playing badly, um, and you got nobody else. But that's no. I mean, that's not that's not my solution for it. I'm not sure what my solution would be. Yeah. That's I, not. I, I, I do. I feel bad for Sean because I. I can't offer solutions, but I would say in Seattle, um, they got other good receivers as well. So yeah. it's not like even if you did that and shut down Metcalf, Lockett might kill you. He might be, he might be a more well-rounded receiver. Um, uh, uh, in Jigba, the rookie is solid uh, for a rookie at least. They can beat you in a, in a host of different ways. To me, it always comes down with the Eagles. Their front has to be their best corner, and they haven't been. Yeah. And they got to get home. Here's the hope this week. I mean, this isn't a very good team right now, Seattle. Uh, yeah. They've lost four in a row. They've lost five out of their last six. They've scored six more than 16 points twice in their last six games. Wow. They're horrible. They're horrible on third down, both offensively and defensively. Yeah, they're, they're, they're almost as bad as yeah. the Eagles so, are. So, I mean, aside from the fact that this game is is on the other coast, <laughs> uh, which is not a, an easy thing to do to go there and play and win, I mean, this 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 is a game they should win. They that should, and we'll see if they do. All right, Damo, uh, since you're not going to be on with us Monday, we're going to hold your feet to the fire. Should they win? Could they win? Would well, what is the score going to be? Will they win is the question we have for you. You know, that extra padded practice is going to make a world of difference. Yeah! 50 minutes, baby. Yeah! <laughs> Tighten everything up. I, I, I think I think Jalen's going to have a good game. Uh, I think, you know, they're going to squeak this one out. I don't think it'll be a, a lopsided game, but I, I think they win uh, and, and kind of, at least for a week, right the ship. Relatively yeah. high scoring or... Middle or you don't middle, really think it's gonna middle, be a defensive yeah. shutdown game like nah. the three nothing Minnesota Raider game. Maybe that's what you can figure. If the Raiders <laughs> went from scoreless to sixty three, all of a sudden it kicks in for the Eagles. All right, so Eagles How about 27, 24. 27, 24. Well, Thank bad. you for the exact score. Yeah. By the way, Tom, I love Brian Flores. Man, I wish he was coordinating <laughs> here. Man, yeah. that guy, that guy's throwing everything. He's got no talent. And he's shutting people out. The the diocese of Philadelphia would would uh, uh, put him up for sainthood. If, uh, oh, they would love that guy. They oh, would love him. Oh, by the way, 
Jake Browning lights up Flores this week to, for a 30 spot. He 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 kills young quarterbacks, man. All they don't right. know you, what's coming. You watch. I, 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 I'm going to say Jake the Cincinnati does this week to him. My prediction is Cincinnati's going to score, but he's going to have some issues because he he throws some he throws some wacky crap out. You know, the one kid, and, and you might remember this, Jody. We had Ben Lieber on, the, the old linebacker. He 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 works for the Vikings uh, radio broadcast. This is I'm going to spike the football. I, I've been spiking the football. I love when I get players right. I told Ben, I love that Josh Metellus kid in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you see. He's played 13 different positions, Damo. <laughs> 13 different positions. People talk about positionalist players. Brian Flores has created one. He's wow. played 13 different positions, and there's only 11 starters. Figure I that say, out. Uh, if, if you're creating positions out of whole cloth, yeah, you might be able to hit 13. Well, if you think about it, because everybody used the variable front, so you got you got the nose tackle, uh, uh, you play the slot cornerback. So you, there are more than 11 positions on defense. He's played every single one of them. I thought Malcolm was, uh, 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 you know, as close as we got here. He played, I think, seven or eight. Uh, Jim, Jim said, um, it's unbelievable. Yeah, they should try um, that with Jordan Davis. I could see him as like a dime safety. Yeah, yeah. give him a shot. Give him a shot. Now, obviously, not playing major reps at nose tackle, but he's played the position. It's pretty amazing. Anyway. Thanks for bringing that up, Joe. Not a problem. <laughs> All right, Damo, always a pleasure. Red and black. You got to come up with a different color next week. You got to keep changing. We got to keep moving them. Can't uh, get repetitious on us. Never do with the info. Don't with the shirt either. Thanks, bud. Take care, guys. Thanks, Damo. That is Paul Dunwich. I shouldn't really say that because he is repetitious, but Kenny Gainwell can play. And I'm not quite uh, in, in agreement with <laughs> yeah. him on that one. Yeah, I just keep going down that road. I I know how Nick could make you happy, Jody. Three things. Well, there were four things. You already accomplished one. He's got one. He's already checked. Got rid of Derek Barnett. Got got rid of Derek Barnett. More padded practices. (laughs) Don't play Kenny Gainwell or Quez Watkins. Yeah. So there's more than one. There's like uh, Metellus. We can just create. Keep creating them. As a matter of fact, if we gotta try and impress somebody. Um, And by the way. Do you think it was Nick? The, uh, surely it's a combo effort, but one more influence than the other. Nick or Howie, the release of uh, Barnett? Oh, Howie, a hundred percent. So I'm not. I'm not giving Nick that. But that's any that. personnel uh, move, uh, right? Yeah. Hundred percent, Howie. Yeah, I uh, don't believe Nick to get him off the team, and Howie said, "Really?" And you had to twist. No, Howie's Nick arm likes up. him. Yeah, yeah Nick, I Nick. think that was that was a Howie decision. So I'm not going to give Nick too much credit for Derek Barnett being an ex-Eagle right now. All right, he's McMullen. I'm McDonald. Hey, we've got a special guest joining us coming up in just over 20 minutes from now. Anthony Gargano from PHLY New All City Network here in town. Um, Anthony, of course, was on the fanatic for all those years and his show started at 10 o'clock in the morning. So uh, ask him to come on early with us before his show was uh, a little less viable. Well, now that he's not doing the radio at 10 a.m. anymore, I put a request into him. Yes. I said, Jody, I'd love to come out with you with McBowen. 
So Anthony Gargano from uh, PHLY New Wall City Network here in town is going to join us in about 20 minutes here on Birds 365. Any professional sports coach will tell you there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamut & Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. 
Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. John McMullen, Joe McDonald, a.k.a. your Mac and Mac guys here on Birds 365. We're still days away from the Eagles getting back out there on the field, trying to put these last two games between the 49ers and the Cowboys behind them. The level of competition does drop a little bit. And I got to be honest, I'm disappointed in Seattle this year. I had uh, higher hopes, higher rankings for the Seahawks. Shoot, I said I thought they could be the third best team in the NFC, but yeah. I need Cowboys. I can. Uh, I, I said Cowboys, baby. Yeah. All right, you jumping on that <laughs> Cowboy bandwagon here? You also had the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Are you suggesting that the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl? Since no, I, I, I think no shot I, whatsoever. I think San Francisco uh, is but clearly the best team in the NFL, not just the NFC, clearly the best team in the NFL. Um, And I think, no, I think the Eagles can beat the Cowboys, but I think the Cowboys are at worst the third best team in the NFC. And I thought that at the beginning of the season, Um, a lot of talent on that team. However, if it, and they have a tougher schedule down the stretch. I think if another Game number three is here. I think the Eagles would win it. If it's there, I think the Cowboys would win it. I think it's as simple as that. I really do. Yeah, that's the way that it's gone the last couple of years. And or with whoever's starting quarterback is is actually in the game. And uh, we got lucky in that. that well, yeah. I'm and yeah. Jalen uh, went uh, for both teams in both games. You don't don't I don't want to see Dallas and Philadelphia with one of them team down there starting quarterback. No. I don't care. Even if it's Eagle, I. I I, it would be less enjoyable if the Eagles beat the Cowboys without Dak. You got to have Dak in the game if you're an Eagle fan. That's Although, you know, with the Eagles and Marcus Mariota, they might be in a better position to win, Jody. Yeah. Okay, David Carr, whatever you have to say. Uh, that's not, not <laughs> happening anytime soon. I hope uh, people think I'm being uh, yeah. on the sarcasm. If I, oh, I know you know. Most, I, I if I picked up on it, most of yeah. our streamers did too. That one was pretty obvious, John. You didn't you didn't mask that. Uh, one. Yeah, I, yeah, I saw yeah. that one pretty darn uh, clear and close. Which, by the way, Mariota actually did get a chance to play because Jalen missed some time in uh, the uh, San Francisco game. How did he look to you? I don't think I ever. It was so much to talk about with the way they got lambasted by the 49ers. I don't never ask you how did Mariota look for you. 
I mean, he barely played. I mean, he come on, he completed a pass. He 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 was fine in a very limited. Hey, look, I think Marcus is a pretty good backup quarterback. You, you, Easton Stick was number fifty-five. I saw yesterday the starting quarterback this year of the NFL. Um, boy, that is an ugly number, fifty-five. There are just disasters all over the place playing quarterback in this league. So. I, I think the Eagles are better equipped than most uh, with their backup quarterback. But as I always say, you never want your backup quarterback to play. Um, Gardner Minshew, who, who's, you know, Gardner's got Indianapolis. He's, I said he was one of the best backups, and he was, and people didn't like him. Marcus Mariota is a good backup. Is he, if he has to play, there's going to be some ugly moments, though. But he's a good backup. Yeah, this is one where I will put stock in what I saw, the limited amount that I did saw, and guys like you reported from uh, camp. Uh, I saw the preseason games. He just doesn't look like he's got anything left. I like. I, I did a complete 180 on Mariota because I was actually enthused when they signed him because I thought he was in that group of, all right, here are all your backup quarterbacks. Now rank them. I thought he was one of the better ones of those that weren't a top 32 quarterback in the league. I thought he was pretty high on that list. And add to the fact that he can actually make plays with his legs, which is something, at least last year, the Eagles uh, expected their quarterback to do. I thought it was an upgrade, truthfully. From Mariota, from uh, uh, Gardner to Mariota, I thought they actually improved <clears throat> the team and upgraded the team. And then we had preseason, and I thought Mariota was terrible. So if you're saying that you think Mariota is one of the better backups in the league, you're surely basing that on his career, not what you, we've seen from well, him. Well, I, I, I warned, and you see it even, you know, with the occasional Kelsey bad snap. I, I mentioned all throughout training camp, he was playing shortstop at training camp. Um, Brett Toth, who was back, by the way, was not doing a good job. Um, as a backup center, it's not his natural position. Um, and they were trying to turn him into a backup center to go along with his versatility. And he was playing shortstop. And when you get a bad snap in the Eagles, 99% of the time, except when they're tush pushing or in the the gun, yep, it, it ruins the timing of every play, basically. Uh, every play. So I said, just keep that in the back of your head. Because, you know, if he gets in there, he has to play. He's going to play with Jason Kelsey, who, you know, occasionally will throw a bad snap, but not consistently bad. Um, and it'll be better. Um, again, um, this is relatively speaking in the fact that most teams do a really, really bad job with their backup quarterback situation. Now, part of that is, there's probably not 32 guys in the world who deserve to be starting quarterbacks in the NFL. So some of it's just, uh, 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 there's not enough guys, but we, we kind of had this discussion a little bit yesterday when, when, uh, and I get why I can only give people my definition of game manager. And there's so many because of other people's definition, think my definition is the same of theirs and it isn't. I, I I think it's a very important role if you especially if you have a good team um and if you can't find the superstar quarterback 
I would rather have a game manager than some middle of the road guy with a strong arm or maybe he can run really well, is a great athlete. Um, I would rather have a game manager if I can't find the superstar. And that's what I think people need to focus on when it comes to backup quarterbacks. Guys who, who, who are going to make the right decisions, process quickly, get the football out. And a lot of it has to do with scheme as well, different schemes, different things. And it, as a coach, um, you have to morph with what you have. But um, I, I, the backup quarterback situation, and the Eagles have been at the forefront of that. They spend generally more and value the backup position more because they've seen life with it um, and they know how important it is. Um, other teams, and we've seen it all over the league, they they lose their quarterback, they're done. Um, do you consider Marcus Mariota game manager? Um, I think he can be. I don't think he has been in his career. Um, I think he's got enough experience and, and um, he's seen enough to where he can be. You'd have to see that to sort of legislate, but he was the number two overall pick in the draft. He was, you know, a supposed superstar in the making he never lived up to that, obviously. So he had tremendous uh, movement skills. He was an RPO guy. Um, so we haven't seen it, but I think he can be because of the experience. But yeah, it's kind of a blind spot there. You haven't seen it, so you can't say yes. Yeah, here's where you and I separate on evaluating quarterbacks, uh, quarterbacks and look at them. How many years ago was Marcus Mariota the second quarterback in the draft? Long time ago. Long Eight, time nine, ago. whatever it is. Now is, in my, in my book, the way I look at quarterbacks irrelevant. Doesn't matter where you were taken. When you've been in the league for nine years, you are what your nine years in the league say you were, not where you were drafted. That first year, second year, I'd say you don't have any clue. You got to see him play. You got to see him go out there. So, yeah, that's part of the evaluative process as to where you were drafted. When you've been in the league for nine years, I don't care if you're uh, picked in the fourth round, the sixth round, the third round, the set number two overall. Doesn't matter. Hey. That has gone by the boards for me, so I would not put that into my is Marcus Mariota a game manager. I got to look at what he did throughout his entire career in the NFL, but it gets less important the further you go back into history. And I still think and, – and that's the only thing that I saw good with him in both the, the, the one practice I was at and all the preseason games. He could still run. He still does. He can – he pulls it down, makes yeah, a play with his leg. He's but a he can't athlete. throw anymore. He's a good athlete. No question. I don't know if he could ever throw at a high level. But they, again, I'm not looking for Brett Favre. I'm not looking for Aaron Rodgers as a backup quarterback. I'm looking for a guy who can deliver the football where it's supposed to go with accuracy. I mean, if you have somebody with arm strength and everything you need to be a starting quarterback, he's going to be a starting quarterback. Um, I'm talking about guys who aren't starting quarterbacks. And then like I'm gauging Marcus Mariota with Gardner Minshew and everybody else in that, like we, that in Easton stick and Aiden O'Connell and uh, those guys, that's, that's who I'm judging him with not starting quarterbacks uh, because no, I don't want him playing at all. But if he has to play, 
I think the Eagles are better equipped than most teams, you know, probably top, certainly top 10 uh, with backup quarterback. All right. Now we got bigger fish to fry because Eagles need to win this game on Sunday against the Seahawks. But since we went down this road, what are the Eagles going to do for backup quarterback next year? You well, think Mariota's back? You think they go no. fishing again for another backup? Well, you got Will Tanner they... McKee. You don't know what Tanner McKee's doing you think, behind the scenes. You think they got enough confidence in McKee? Or has, has anybody ever asked any of the coaches, how's Tanner looking practice? Well, <laughs> could Tanner have accomplished something in yesterday's padded practice that opened some eyes of the coaching? No, yeah, no he he's running. Well, that's snap. part of it. No, he's the, the the third string quarterback doesn't get any reps. No. Uh, he's he's running the scout team. Um, yeah, I mean, well, you know, you asked the question. Yeah, he's doing great. He's doing uh, the the. It's not about what they say. It's about what they believe. Do they believe he could turn into a a viable backup quarterback? I I don't know. If they don't, they'll go get somebody. Um, Maybe they'll go get Gardner back if he gets cut. Who knows? They might go in a different direction. But you know they value the position. So if they don't believe in him, they're going to go get a, a veteran backup. And and more likely because I would say they, they're going to go get a veteran backup because they value the position and they're going to consider themselves a Super Bowl contender next year as well. The window's open. Um, how open, we shall see. But you know, if I were a betting man, I would I would say they they'd go the veteran route, wouldn't rely on Tanner McKee. But uh, and hopefully, it doesn't need to be tested between now and the end of the season that Jalen can. Maybe they'll bring Nick Foles back. Oh, don't go there, McMullen. All right, uh, one other returning guy, not Nick Foles, a former Philadelphia Eagle who could do damage. Did you see who got cleared to play yesterday, Johnny Mac? Um, no, CJGJ. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, uh, uh yeah, that's been, big for Detroit. Been out since week two. Uh, I remember when it happened, they were speculating that's all it was was speculation that he'd be done for the season. But here we are, week 14, 15, and CJGJ cleared to practice. He hasn't officially been re added to that, they haven't opened the window for him just yet, but that could happen this week. Eagles, Lions, postseason. Ooh, that DJ, would be entertaining. DJ playmaker yeah. that he is. He, the, you don't think the Eagles want any part of it. Not that they're afraid of the Lions and they make the playoffs. It's going to be a minimal side story, but they don't want any part of CJ, GJ. No, he'll probably make today. a play. He'll probably make a play in that game, but the Eagles will still win. The Eagles are. I don't think Detroit's ready yet. I like Detroit. I've been talking about them for two years now i think they're a good team i just i there seems to be steps you have to take to be a, and i think they're going in a great direction i think ultimately they'll get some playoff experience this year maybe next year they'll be a legit contender i think we're i think we're a year away with uh, the lions in my perspective i think their defense has played over their heads or they did for the first half of the season and they've come back down to earth a little bit um uh, yay or nay, Detroit Lions will win a playoff game this year. Well, let's see. Mm -hmm. I got a home game. Um, unless yeah, yeah, they're gonna believe. they're gonna win a, a playoff game and they're gonna get blitzed in the in the divisional round. Would be my prediction, my early prediction. 
They'll, they'll win. You know, those last two playoff teams are going to be pretty bad in in the NFC. Pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> um, so, I'm, in fact, I don't know who you want to go. Today it would be, I believe, Minnesota, Minnesota. Green Bay. So you're talking about Nick Mullins and Jordan Love, if that holds up. Um, and and don't forget the winner of the NFC South is no picnic. Yeah, yet. exactly. Um, that's a they might even be worse than Minnesota and Green Bay. Whoever wins that division. Um, so those last three teams, and obviously the South will get an advantage because they're going to be a division winner, but they're not going to be that uh, that difficult. If if the Packers have the chance to go back into Detroit. I think the Pack can beat the Lions. Now, Minnesota, that's another story there. Ed team is such a mess. And there's another coach who I think got overstated, overrated a little bit, Kevin O'Connell. And I know he's doing it without Kirk Cousins, but can't make up his mind on who his quarterback's going to be. Can't alter Yeah, I've lost – uh, I mentioned that. I've lost some, you know, K- KOC. He's running the same Kirk Cousins offense with Josh Dobbs. That's egregious. That's That that bothers me. That it bothers should. Me. But uh, on the other hand, I mentioned I love Flores. I love Flores. So they're a completely different team. But, you know, it's amazing. And mm. this is where this is where I blame Sean Desai. Like the Eagles have way more talent, way more talent than the Minnesota defense. The Minnesota defense has Daniil Hunter, who's a really good player. Ivan Pace, who's an undrafted rookie that I advocated the Eagles to sign. Uh, who's having a great rookie season. NFL should be ashamed of themselves. And they got a bunch of safeties. They do have a bunch of good safeties. They have, I, I mentioned Metellus. He's not even a safety. He plays all over. They have Harrison Smith, but he's, you know, 33, 34. Cam is a pretty good player. That's it. That's all they have. They're, they have the worst defensive line, I think, in football. They don't have anything on their defensive line, the interior guys. Harrison Phillips is their best interior player. They don't have anything, and they're a top 10 defense. They're a top 10 defense. I, I it, it, That is where I'd look at Sean Desai and say, dude, and, and it's not just Sean. Everybody plays that defense. Come on. But, but Flores is proving to everybody you can you can do some different things to confuse quarterbacks and and make it easier for your defense instead of that bullshit same thing. Oh, we're gonna wait till the post snap to rotate into our coverage. Guess what, guys? Everybody's figured it out. Everybody, move on. Uh, agree with you there. You know I do. Uh, too many cooks spoil the broth, and the Fangio broth is not working this year in the National Football League the way it has in previous seasons. Hey, right, he's McMullen. I'm McDonald. That makes it Mac and Mac Birds 365. We are hoping to hear from one Anthony Gargano. Hopefully, AG Strim Strim's in here. The Cuds scheduled to join us. First time we've ever had him here on Birds 365. So keep it right here. Hopefully, Anthony Gargano next. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. 
Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Mega Mac guys, McMullen and McDonald here with Young Birds 365. We are joined by from BHLY, the All City Network, longtime radio host here in Philadelphia, the Cuz, Anthony Gargano. How you been, AG? Mac Bang. What's it, my brother? Good to see you guys. I love a Mac and Mac Redux. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> part two. Appreciate, yes. Yeah. Uh, part two. Uh, appreciate you jumping on, Ant. Uh, good to see you. Um, I guess, it, it, and Jody mentioned the All City Network, the All NFL Show with Brian Baldinger, you know, the best film guy in the business. That's, uh, you can't have anybody better breaking down stuff for you. So I'll ask you, we'll, we'll get basic. You've been you've been following this team a long time, Anthony. Where are you as far as this hiccup? Are you you know on the Walt Whitman, ready to jump yeah. off, saying this team is done, or uh, a more cerebral approach and say adversity hiccups was going to happen? They can they can write this ship. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely the latter. Uh, but like you mentioned, uh, so Baldy and I break down all kinds of tape. I mean, we've seen everything. And a couple of the conclusions. One, I mean, they did go through the gauntlet of the schedule. And having played Dallas, and then you roll into Kansas City with them on the night, Buffalo, you're kind of fortunate to get away with those wins. You know, then you run into uh, San Francisco, which was a complete buzzsaw. And then Dallas is a very good team. Look, that offense yeah. is legitimate. Uh, you know, again, I think there's some real issues in the back end of the Eagles' defense. But other than that, I I, I still believe in their offense. I know people talk about being predictable. But, look, they had three drives against the Cowboys that ended in fumbles in plus territory. That's not a bad football team. I, I'm sorry. And, look, you, if you if you run the table – you still got the one seed looking for, like you know, waiting for you if you get lucky. They're they're a good football team. All right, Anthony. Part of the problem, and the Eagles coaching staff saying everybody's saying it. I'm sure Baldy's saying it is on the back end, lack of communication. That they're just not communicating well. That they're not talking to each other. They don't know where one is supposed to be. Domino effect. All of a sudden, somebody's open. It's a chunk play. How do you improve communication? For guys at this stage of the year, they've had to go with guys who haven't played all that much. They've brought in guys from the outside who weren't here during camp when everybody gets to know each other and refine that communication. How do you how do you improve it on the fly? Yeah, I you know, that's something that only comes with time. I'm a little disappointed in the safety play. I mean, I, I just think that it hasn't been very good. Uh, you look at the age of the corners, and what really kills this back end is less communication, and they have no slot corner, man. That That's a huge problem for this back end. And then, you know, I saw the communication issues. I mean, we, we there was a there was one against the Cowboys where you, you saw it and you went, yo, what's going on here? There was one against uh, McCaffrey on an option route, the one where he's wide open, where, you know, somebody, they're, they're expecting some help over the top. It's not there. Uh, I mean, look. You know, I need you need Bayard to feel good, and you need him to get integrated. But time's the only thing that's going to heal that. And I just don't know if there, if if the talent is there as well. I, that front has to get to the quarterback. I mean, I, I think the only way that this defense gets fixed is if they pressure the quarterback. Yeah, and and kind of you're right. I talk about that all the time, Anthony. The fact that uh, the best cornerback on this team, Jody was talking about, how do you stop DK Metcalf? You stop DK Metcalf by getting home uh, yep. on the pass rush, uh, because and it's not just him; it's Tyler Lock Lockett. They have very good receivers out in Seattle. Um, if if you give the quarterback time to throw, and it looks like it's going to be Geno Smith, you're going to have some issues um, holding up against those types of receivers. Um, the third down stuff has been the most alarming to me. You know, Nick Sirianni constantly talks about situational football. He prides himself on situational football and that's the biggest play, right? The biggest down in the NFL third down their 32nd dead last. That's unacceptable. Yeah. And you, you, we mentioned, you know, you and Baldy breaking down films. So you see some other teams. I've been talking about it today with Jody. I'm in love with Brian Flores. He's got oh, no talent. Oh, my God. We've been talking about him. Oh, dude. John, you're so right. What he's done. Look, th that defense was abysmal last year. Yeah, it was one of the worst I've ever seen. Daniel Jones looked yeah. like. 
I yeah. mean, he has done a brilliant job. That defense is so much better. Uh, you're spot on. And I do think that part of it is is Desai kind of getting his feet wet. And, you know, listen, you have two first-time coordinators. That has to hamper them a little bit. I mean, look, you know, Brian has had some uh, some issues at times getting into a rhythm, right? He's a first-time play caller. That's all real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One thing, real quick, guys. I don't get your opinion on this, but I'd like to see them integrate uh, some more pressures from defensive backs. I know that Sean, anytime he likes to go with pressures, it, it usually is the mic or usually is one of the linebackers. I'd like to see him, you know, dial up a corner blitz once in a while. Yeah, it would help. Bigger picture, and I'll, I'll throw this out to you both you guys um and i i don't know if you've talked about this with with baldy or not and and let me know if you have because i'm fed up with this big fangio defense i'm fed up with it i i think and you've been around for a while anthony tony Dungy cover two people catch up people copy it offenses see it too much people catch up Pete carroll cover three people catch up mike zimmer the a gap stuff people catch up then you got to adjust to go in a different direction. The pendulum goes back and forth. I think we're past the tipping point with the Pangeo defense. Agree uh, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, listen, you're, one of my dear closest friends is Steve Spagnuolo from the Chiefs. And, you know, you look at what Spags does, and, you know, we talk, you know, a couple times a week. And I'm always picking his brain about the the all his exotics. That's why I brought up. You know, using and pressures from your defensive backs. I mean, watch what Spags will do. It's not just and people have that misconception that it's always going to be bring the house or man zero or anything like that. It's not that. It's not some that you know you're going to drop guys back in the coverage. It's disguising where the pressures are coming from, and I, I think that's where you know uh, if you look at Spags and and they're they've been carried by their defense this year the chiefs yeah they have been yeah. they, and they started last year how many rookies that they had playing against the eagles yeah. in the super bowl yeah. they made that commitment to youth last year and it paid dividends yeah unfortunately at the end of the super bowl against the eagles and it's continued to pay dividends this year for spags here's my one issue with your gotta bring somebody from the secondary on the blitz who Part of part of that has to be the guy has to have speed, and you would yeah. prefer someone who's done it a little bit, who knows it just yeah. right. That split step between whether you're going to come or not come to get the offensive line or the back, whoever's going to try and pick up the blitz, guessing they don't have that guy for me. It's a great concept, it's a great idea, but then you actually have to have a player plugged yeah. in no, who you think can do it. Fair. I don't think they do. Yeah, that's fair. I'll give um, you the player. Can I give you the player? Sidney Brown. You're yeah. playing him in the slot. Yes, he's, he's the best of the bunch. Yeah. I would agree with you, yeah. John. You're That's playing great. him in he's, the slot. He's physical. You, you're right. You're, he's playing in the slot. That's a great one, John. I agree. Yeah. I like him. I think he's a player. Yeah, I think. Well, I go with Sidney. Here's, um, you know, last year, Howie, and Howie's reigning executive of the year, might go back to back. He's done a tremendous job uh, building this roster. But I will, I, I will nitpick one thing, Anthony. They had a little bit of a success with the in-season additions last year with Lynn Ball Joseph and Dominican Sue. 
you think he fell in love with that a little too much? I don't yeah. like all these moving parts. Um, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you it's go a great way, point. Yeah, yeah. you yeah, go no, all the way on. back to the summer. I'd rather, and Jody mentioned the Chiefs and your guy Steve Spagnolo. You know, you have he had some hiccups during the season playing all those rookie defensive backs, and by the time the Super Bowl came around, they were ready to go. If you start, and I wrote about this on SI this week, if you start Sidney Brown week one, who knows where he'd be right now? I agree. I, I listen, I, I I kept pushing for him for him to get that job because I felt the same thing. And you gotta be willing to have grow, you know, growing pains during the you know course of the season. Look at and not not to keep referencing Spags, but if you remember uh, the year that the Giants won the Super Bowl and Tyree and against the Patriots, that year the def- the Giants defense was terrible for yeah. the first six weeks of the season. I think the Cowboys put up a, a forty burger on them. I mean, it it was and it was all about growing pains and getting young players indoctrinated in the system and knowing where you got to be. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think once you identify a player. Like Sidney Brown's a player, he should have been playing the whole time. I agree. All right, let's uh, use a nice round number here. I'm going to pick 60 out of the hat here because Eagles have 70 offensive plays somewhere there. About they'll have a bunch where they will not have a running back on the field, extra wide receiver, two tight end, tush push doesn't even count as far as I'm concerned. The running back, he's not now Goddard or whoever else is pushing fly, but in plays where they're actually going to have a chance to use a running back in some way, shape, or form. If it's 60, if the number's 60, best case, Anthony Gargano scenario, how do you break up the 60 plays between Swift, Gainwell, Boston Scott? Yeah, I I, I mean, I'm all Swift. I, you know, I, I, I'm i 90% Swift. I, I, I like Kenny Gainwell. I mean, you know, nice little back. He's kind of can do a, little, a lot of different things, but – he, he doesn't, to me, have that explosive. Like, I know that Swift can hit a home run. I, I trust Swift. I mean, I, I'll give you – I think Boston Scott's actually a better runner than Gainwell is. Uh, I think Gainwell could catch it out of the background, out of the backfield. But I, I, I'm all Swift. I'd like to see – and I'm curious what you guys think. I, I'd like to in, incorporate – now, again, uh, with health being the, the primary concern, but – I. I'd like to see Jalen get a little bit more involved in the run game again. I just yeah. think that made it so much, so dangerous. I think they're missing that element. Yeah, the plus one. We've been talking about that all year. When when he was dealing with the knee injury and he wasn't running, I think that was the issue with the Eagles running game. Yes. He's looked more spry in recent games. He had the fumble, uh, which complicated things. Um but I agree. Yeah. When he, he, to me, is the key to the Eagles running game. I mean, that's why they're so good. I think DeAndre is a good player. I think he's above that. But you had a good player last year with Miles Sanders. I think it's the same thing. And if you take him out of the equation, you don't have Christian McCaffrey now, you know, right. It, it, right. where you can just run the football. So I think that's sort of the disconnect with Philadelphia in the running game. You know, maybe, you know, you got to have that offensive line. You got to have the quarterback, the plus one, and all that kind of stuff. And so um, it sounds good, but when your best players are A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, 
that's where your offense has got to be built around. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. You know, it's fine to mix it up and you've got to let the pass open up the run. I, 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 and again, back with Goddard, the, the San Francisco where they just flooded the zone on you. Um, I mean, they really miss Goddard and having Goddard back for Dallas, I, I think will help, help the offense a little bit. It's going to help even more. You know, I, I, I just think I look at them and, and uh, I, I got to go balls to the wall and I got to attack when I have Devonte and AJ and Goddard, I have to attack and then I'll run it complimentary. Yeah, no, I'm I'm banking on the run this week, guy. I'm not a run, 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 run the football run. But this week, oh yeah, they need to establish the run after taking the two beatdowns well, that they took. They have to establish run. They have to establish their offensive line. We talk about it all the time. Maybe the best offensive line in football hadn't been the last two weeks. That's for damn sure. Give them a chance to go out and eat this week. Open up with the run, and I, do, Anthony, shame on me. I should have heard you say this at some point. I, I don't – if I did, I, I forgot I apologize. How much are you a Nick Sirianni is right to automatically defer uh, – Oh, we lost that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, no yeah, problem. That's fine. Uh, we know that if the Eagles win the coin flip, it defer. Automatic. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You can do it in sleep. Uh, I have an issue with that. I have a problem with that. I thought they should have taken the ball last week against the Cowboys – now, John will tell you, I would have said it before the game. This is not 2020 hindsight. I, I say it all the time. It's got to fit the situation. It's got to fit the way the team is playing and the like. What more do you need to know about the Eagles that they have been terrible in the first half offensively this year as compared to last year? Tell me if the Eagles win the coin flip. You, you're you standing on the sidelines next to Coach Nick and go, take the ball. Take, take the, the ball, ball and, and establish it. it. Yeah. Listen. I'm I'm a big situation dictates it too, um, yep. and usually at home, like if I want to establish something, um, it's like I'll take the football. Uh, but I I agree. I, I think sometimes a team needs it, and especially when a defense is struggling the way this defense is in stopping it. Uh, I, I'm with you. I do the same thing. I go. I want on Monday night. Give me the ball. Let me go down the field, and let me build some confidence. Let, let me throw this at you guys real quick because I'm I'm literally I'm just curious about it, and you know you guys covered this team, you know this team, they have been vulnerable against good quarterbacks and good passing teams, even if you go back to you know the you know through the Gannon early to the year that uh, they make the playoffs against Tampa, look at the quality quarterbacks that they faced, and that's been a constant really for the three years. Good yeah. quarterbacks carve them up yeah well i go back to what i said before about the scheme in this particular scheme i think we're past the tipping point the good quarterbacks and i that's why i mentioned before i remember the uh the bears Colts super bowl if you remember early in that game peyton manning threw an interception uh the colts got down and you could see on his face he was like all right i know I, I pushed it too far. Yeah. Chicago was a big cover two team at the time. Yeah. And they had Brian Erlacher, one of the great cover two linebackers of all time. You could see it on his face. He's like, I made a mistake. It's on me. I got to figure it out. And they just killed him the rest of the game because they weren't coming out of cover two. And I remember Erlacher screaming at the sidelines late in the game. He's like, we got to, we got to do something. 
we yeah, got to we got to shift. Like this death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. You yeah. know, you, you you if you're patient, you you'll you'll crush this defense. You'll you'll you you just Yeah, have, yeah, yeah. You that's yeah. it. Bottom line, I, I I'm so with you. I'm over it as well. Yeah. And and I think the good quarterbacks are the ones who obviously figure it out quicker. So the whole the whole point of it is disguise it to post snap. They know yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. They yeah. know what you're doing and it becomes easy for them. And that's where you need the sort of curveballs. And that's why and and I don't want to I don't want to throw people under the bus because you 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 probably got the best film guy in the business when it comes to media you get to bounce things off of but you get you see it I'm sure Anthony you get all these film guys. Yes. And there was there was a clip of Nolan Smith and coverage and people lose their minds. Well you go all the way back to Dom Capers that's what you do you throw curveballs. It's not designed to um, him to cover somebody down. You're hoping to confuse the correct. Correct. Yeah. It's his own blitz. Yeah. I mean, geez, Jim Johnson did it. Dom, yeah. like you said, did it. I mean, that oh, dropping the end back is something that you, a lot of those guys would do all the time. And you're right. It's just meant to disrupt it. Yeah. People think like, it, like you're going to go, uh, you know, you're playing man downfield. And yeah, yeah. You're going to uh, put Nolan Smith on on Tyler Lockett. Like, come yeah. on, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you got to be careful with that stuff. But th- that said, Sean's got to be better. And I don't know if I ask you to put on the Sean Desai mask, and it is a Mission Impossible. So I use the mask. Um, what do you do, Anthony? How do you fix this? Yeah, the problem is a couple of things. One, you know, I, I have to worry about my my back end bad. I, I need to get pressure. The only way that I'm going to survive is if I get pressure on the quarterback. So I, I got to rely a lot on my front. It's I, My front has to eat. I, I, I think that's the only way. And I do think that they've hit a bit of a wall. Yeah. I, I, I think that, you know, Jalen Carter – uh, yeah. is a great play. He's hit a wall. I mean, you can see it. I mean, and that's not uncommon. And I think that's part of their problem because they're so heavily dependent on the front. And, oh, by the way, uh, we can get on Sean to decide case, and we are. Josh Sweat, win. Win a yeah. one-on-one battle. Hassan wow. Reddick, win. Win a one-on-one battle. Yeah. How Jody, about- can, Jody can tell you, and I said San Francisco week. I, I told people this is not a Josh Sweat week. You know, mm-hmm. he's facing one of the great left tackles. All right, who's of all he got time. this week? Is the are we gonna give him no? A this, this is this because... is where it's got to get better. Okay, all but right. you go back to back, Trent Williams, uh, John yeah. Smith. I mean, it's not a Josh Sweat that that's where the other guys got to step up. Well, did you see the play? There was a great play, in fact, we highlighted it. Um, that Shanahan cooked up. Remember the play where Purdy gets hurt last year with Hassan, yeah. All right, so they 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 run the same thing where they had Kittle looking like Kittle's going to block yeah. Hassan like Croft did, right? Yeah. And then they pull their guard over to to block Hassan and leak Kittle out, and he's wide open for that you know forty yard gain down mm-hmm. the field. It was a brilliant play call. It, it just it was like San Francisco was ready for them in every which way. I mean, oh, you yeah. know, Shanahan is one of the best. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. When it comes to scheming, 
uh, offensive plays. But, uh, yeah, well, that's another one you bring up. So many people, how could you have a backup tight end blocking Hassan Reddick? It's a play action. It's designed. Right. Yeah, it right. Drives me insane. But anyway. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do the Seattle Seahawks and the Philadelphia Eagles have in common schedule-wise, Anthony Gargano? What do they have in common? You, you tell me. All right. They both have lost their last two games to the Dallas Cowboys and San Francisco 49ers. Uh, yeah. When the Eagles are losing to the yeah. 49ers, the Seahawks were losing to the Cowboys. When the Cowboys yeah. were losing to the Cowboys, the Seahawks were losing to the 49ers. They've been closer in both games than the Eagles have. I know there's not the transitive process in football, yeah, yeah. but yeah. there's some of that involved. Eagles are a favorite this week. Does Vegas have it right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the problem is Seattle's defense. I mean, we talk about the Eagles' defense. Seattle's defense is worse. They're also banged up. They're young. Uh, this Eagle, the, we talk. You guys talked about running the football. You should be able to run the football on Seattle's defense. This is a yeah. week where they should get well. Now it's a tough place to play. All right, but a good team just asked San Francisco because we saw them go up to Seattle on Thanksgiving night and, and just dominate them. This Seattle team is not a great team. The, 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 this is where you got to get right and you got to win the game. What scares me is having to play the Giants twice in three weeks. Yeah, Tommy Cutlets scaring you? I don't know. Well, I can't not, be not so team. much it's Cutlets. It's the fact that you got to play them both, you know, twice in three weeks and they're feeling good. You know how hard it is to go – play it yeah that, and it's a division game yeah and uh, they tend to be closer than they look on paper but right it's not it's not cutlets as much although i have to tell you i made some plays he I, made some plays the, the other night he's Anthony. a good athlete you know listen, yeah he is a good athlete like, we, a good we athlete. went through we went through his tape and he's he's not he makes the right decisions with the ball listen he's not he's not accurate right he's not he's never going to be you know, he's not Justin Herbert, uh, just with his accuracy and his arm, his arm talent. But, you know, he's a good athlete. And the way they're playing, it, they're a little, it's a little nervous because when you got to play a team like that twice in three weeks, I always think that's, that's tough. But are they loosey goosey, the Giants? Yes, they are. They're, you see it. I got they're, they're, they're I got still nothing. eligible to make the playoffs. They're only one game behind the last playoff team in the yeah. NFC. They, they're still pressurized. Yeah, listen, I'm not telling you that they're dangerous. Like, they're scary to make the playoffs or anything. Like, but the, like the team that I would not want to play that's not on the radar type of thing is the Rams. Like, the Rams offense. Yeah, they play Baltimore tough. Yeah. Uh, you got, I mean, Stafford. They're protecting Stafford, and you know him. He wakes up, and he can throw the football, right? Like, he can just throw. And that Kyron Willie, I love him. Ooh, oh, yeah, he's a good God. player. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at Anthony L. Gargano, make sure you follow Ant on X, formerly Twitter. Uh, All City Network doing a tremendous job there with the All-NFL Show with Brian Baldinger. Local guys, the PHLY, Zach Berman, friend of the show, Bo Wolf, friend of the show. They're doing a great job. Um, exciting stuff going down there, Anthony. I'll, I'll leave it here, my last one for you. Last night, Brandon Staley survived that. No. Out. See ya. Yeah. Uh, 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 how amazing is 
Las Vegas gets shut out and then they put up a six. How do you explain this league? I everybody says it's, it's insane, right? I mean, you go from three to sixty, like what? Like how, zero to sixty. Zero to sixty. Yeah. 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 It's a car yeah. commercial. Literal zero. Yeah. 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 Zero to sixty. Uh, it's insane. It's like a crazy league. But the the Chargers, they're they're dead. And they've been dead all year. And Staley was never the answer. I don't know about you guys. I, I I think I heard oh, you guys, guys say, yeah. well, he's horrible. Yeah, he's a bad terrible. coach. Yeah, you know? He's terrible. But, and, and, you know, and if Belichick somehow leaves there, I'd like to see what he could do with the shell of that team, including Herbert. Because I think Herbert is a guy I that, love Herbert. I me love too. Him. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, don't forget, John and I mentioned it's the top show. Eagles wanted to hire Brandon Staley. He said no thank you to them. Yeah. They wanted to interview him. I don't know if it got that. They wanted to hire Josh. Eh, Howie wanted to hire Josh McDaniels. But right. um, they didn't want to hire. But they wanted to interview him. And who knows what happens from there. And he was he was going to get the Chargers job. So he turned him down. It's ironic. If you look at the hot candidates that year, Anthony. Staley, Salah, Arthur Smith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Arthur Smith's hanging on. By uh, by a thread too. Yeah, yeah. And oh, by the way, Sirianni was like, "Who? Who are the Eagles hiring?" Yeah, yeah, nobody knew Nick. Been nobody far and away Nick. the best of the hires mm-hmm. in that year. All right, who's the one guy you got? Nobody watches this show. It's you, me, and John just talking to ourselves. So don't worry about. It. <laughs> who's the one guy over at PHLY where you just have to keep down? What are you doing? What did, did you really say that on the air? Did you really make that? You got anybody Bo's, that Bo's kind of quirky, man. That needs more quirky. coaching up he than anybody quirky. else. Andy? He's quirky, man. He is quirky. I love Jamie. Is that guy oh, the okay. bro? The bro yeah. or the Phillies? The bro's the guy that way. Yeah. Uh, who I, whom I absolutely adore and love, uh, but I always have to. I, I always go. Is Zach is, is Zach the uh, Brandon Graham of 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 PHL? Yes. That dude. That dude <laughs> never has a bad day. No, he's beautiful, man. Yeah. He, I love these guys. I, I do. It's fun having get get to work with them from uh, more of a support kind of way. And uh, between, you know, my Sixers guys who are killing it, Flyers guys, and, you know, I love my – my Renee's killing it with the Phillies and Ari Bowen and Zach, where I've known forever. Oh, uh, by the way, you brought up the Sixers. I got to get an NBA thing in there. But uh, and just to, if I tell you, Anthony, that Brock Purdy is comparable to Maurice Cheeks, is that an insult? No, to you? I, that's what I said. Jody, Jody thinks I'm insulting the guy. I'm comparing really? him to a Hall of oh, yeah. point guard. I'm like, he's, he's a great distributor. Yes. That's that's my comp. Did I did, I, did I miss Mo Cheeks as MVP? Not an MVP. I don't think Brock Purdy's an they MVP. They don't win a title without Mo. Yeah, they well, don't. That's Mo. something different. The, the, the they won the title because of Doc or Moses, right? I mean, you know, they're the stars. But that's no, no, you're not telling me they're going to win a title without Doc or Moses. No. no, but I'm saying you're not winning it without Mo. You're not winning. Yeah. If Eric Snow is if, if Eric Snow is the point pecking, guard, you're not winning the title. Yeah. If you had to put them in a pecking order, what, you, what would you make? But McCaffrey's stock and 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 Debo's. Uh, well, you can say who's McCaffrey's Moses. Yeah. And then who's number two? Debo or Kittle is is Doc. 
Yeah. Like yeah. he's not the MVP on his own team. It's not an insult. Yeah. 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 All right. That's we'll Christian. We'll see, we'll see how the voting goes at the end I, of the I, year. I, I think quarterback you, I lends care, itself to most valuable yeah. player. There are certain positions that certain things you have to do that make you more valuable than someone else. Yeah. They might be better at what they do at their position. But as far as most valuable well, I agree with you. football league, quarterbacks are going to be over everybody. To, to me, at the award, yes, he's got a better chance to win the award because it's a quarterback award. It's a, But th- th- to me, that's not important. What's important is the the sum of the and, – and he's Mo Cheeks on that team. That's i tell you one thing, though, too. He – jeez, he impresses me, man. Just uh, He impresses me. No, no, no. I, I'm just – we're talking about just, just the way he – he makes the right decision. Yeah. He stands tall. Like his eyes are always downfield. There's something to be said with those college quarterbacks that play, you know, 55 games, right? That have been through the wars, conference wars, and they, they just come in and they're not spooked by anything, right? Like they're not yeah. freaked by That's a big parcels thing back in the day. Get yeah. somebody experienced uh in at the college level. That's kind of wavered a bit, but I agree with you. He he is way advanced for typically guys coming in in the modern NFL yep. when it comes to processing. Yeah. And and Aiden O'Connell looked like a guy who played a lot of college football last night. Just kept cha-ching, 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 cha-ching <laughs> against Brandon Staley's defense. That was pretty <laughs> ugly. All right, do me a favor. Just give uh, Bill Matt the smack upside the head when next you see him. Tell him I said my regards. You got it, Mac, man. Guys, what a pleasure. I loved it. I love talking to you guys. You guys are oh, great. We'll, we'll have you back on uh, when the playoffs get rolling. Thank you much for jumping in. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. See you guys. Have a great weekend. Happy holidays. Look- because Anthony Gargano here with us on Birds 365. All right, quick timeout. Running out of show. Got to come back. Put a ribbon on it. Any professional sports coach will tell you there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamut & Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust. Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, 
and go birds. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their fantasy pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Mac guys, wrapping up, we thank both Anthony Gargano and Paul Dumwich for hopping on with us today. All right, Ant, uh, Johnny, full padded practice on a third. What? Why? 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 What happened? Yes. Good for, you know, I'm a fan. Good for you, coach. Got everybody's attention. Don't know exactly how much work you put them through, but you got everybody's attention. So what do they do for an encore today? Yeah, they're practicing again. Longer practice today. Obviously, it won't be in pads. Uh, they don't want to, you know, rip them all up uh, right away. So, um, yeah. But uh, today's the uh, Thursday practice. So, and it's typically been a Wednesday, Wednesday walkthrough, big practice on Thursday, um, smaller practice on Friday um, during a normal Sunday week. So everything is pushed back a day. Um, and today will be the longest practice of the week. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see how they do. I think, you know, the schedule is more important. I think the schedule's lightening up. So I think the Eagles are going to be fine. Um, but it mainly has to do with the schedule. And yeah. we'll see. If they end up 14-3, and 13-4, and four, where are people going to be heading into the playoffs? I don't know. 14 or three or, or, or 13 and four is pretty good. Right. Higher but than where I thought they'd be. I think part of that also will be determined by how the other teams are playing. San Francisco and Dallas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Seattle beats them this week. Seattle comes back. Everybody else comes back into the conversation. But if the Eagles win this week, what are we talking about next week as far as going forward? Yeah. You got to tell me what the Cowboys and the 49ers did too. That will probably influence how Eagle fans are feeling about the birds, but we got to get the Monday first. We do not have predictions today. McMullen's not no. making one. I'm not making one. I made Damo make one. Uh, Cause he's not going to be with us on Monday, but uh, we got to wait till Monday. Johnny Mack and I will be back. Uh, have a good uh, time running down to uh, South Valley a couple more times. Uh, Johnny, I will talk to you on Monday. Thanks brother. Mac and Mac back in two and two days. That is. You've been listening to Birds 365. <laughs> 
the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.